Welcome to the Jada Edwards podcast. Today, I have my amazing friend, Lacey Edley. Good morning. Welcome to season three of the Jada Edwards podcast. You'll get a little bit of Bible teaching, some great stories, and some great interviews along the way. Okay, so Lacey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to do this, and I know you were like, what, for real? Yes, yes, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for a lot of different reasons. First of all, Lacey is my friend, and you know, when I meet with pastor's wives and um, church leaders, but particularly pastor's wives, they always are asking me, can you have a friend in the church? Or mm-hmm. what? That's a big question for yeah. a lot of pastor's yeah. wives. But um, for me, I... I guess I probably went 14, 15 years having some level of friendships because I love so many people in our church. But I would say this last year, our friendship, mm-hmm. uh, Lacey serves in uh, my ministry worship. We oversee, oversee worship arts and she's one of our amazing worship leaders at one of our campuses. Um, and she's just kind of my right hand and a lot of other ministry stuff. But anyway, I would say we've always been friends. We've connected well. Yeah. We just love to have a good time. Yeah. We go out to eat. But this last year, our friendship, I think, took a much more intentional turn. Mm-hmm. And for that, I appreciate it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not trying to cry the first 10 seconds of the podcast. But I do need to say thank you because I don't know. It's a special capacity to mm-hmm. know a person that you have to follow, to know your leader, mm-hmm. to see all their junk and to be a confidant and a friend and still be on my team, you know, mm-hmm. and we have this fluid relationship. I can be yeah. laughing. Ha ha ha. Oh my gosh. Lacey, I had a bad day. Oh, by the way, have you got your worship? Right. <laughs> you know? And you can talk <laughs> right. to me about my day and be like, Oh, I need to get that email to you, man. That is such a special thing. Yeah. I really, I don't think you understand how special it is because I talked to so many, um, pastor's wives especially are those who lead in high capacity in their churches or organizations it is a rare thing to have a friendship in that organization in that church so thank you i love you jada is what i want to say first oh my gosh you're so crazy when i first met you i I was like who is this crazy girl why are you gonna sit here and make me kind of feel like whoa (sighs) i just need to say thank you put that on the record and say thank you so anyway you have an amazing story and i got to know more of that story during our gosh year and a half almost to your discipleship process yes our forever discipleship yes. process and yes. you didn't like me but that's okay no talk about friends i was like why would a friend ask a friend to go through something like this <laughs> pain <laughs> anguish right right why? yes it's a whole bunch of growth uh sometimes unwelcome but it was always good yeah and one of the things we did in that process was come up with like kind of craft our life stories put our life mm-hmm. stories together that is so important to me. I talk about it often. This series is so important because uh, knowing your story just has so much power. It has power yeah. for you because you can know your life mm-hmm. and not know your story. Right. That's the thing. Right. A lot of people know their lives. They know the things that happened in their right. life. They don't know their story, which is God's intentional, like, threading together of the things in mm-hmm. your life, like the beginning and the middle and yeah. the chapters and like, oh, I see the hand of God moving through yeah. my life. That's different than just knowing what happened in yeah. your life. And so yeah. uh, it's really important to me, yours, like so many, like so many others, everybody else's has so much power and depth. And so I'm glad to jump into it today. I think it's going to um, bless anybody who listens. And it's always good for you. It's good for the person who can tell their story. The more you tell it, <sighs> yeah. the more comfortable you are with it. And you yeah. get to see how God's going to use it. All right. Yeah. Okay. So here's the question I always like to start with. Okay. Describe your life story or your life in one word. Do you know how hard that is? That is one hard. word, right? I know. <laughs> one word. Okay. So 
I came up with two words and it's funny. One of them came last night. The first word I had was evolving. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like this gradual process of kind of unfolding mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. being little up until now. And then the other, the other word was crafted. Mm -hmm. It was crafted because crafted. crafted because I sat there and I went back through our discipleship papers where we had to actually write out our full life story. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I, and I don't want to really say it was painful, but it was difficult it be, to yeah. to go back to some of those areas of life that was painful. Because you know me. Yeah. Move jolly, on. Keep it moving. Happy. Keep it moving. Let's yeah. go. And to have to stop and pause and say, oh, my God, this happened to me or this was a difficult part. But as I was reading it, I really saw the hand of the Lord. I saw That's how crazy. the Lord just took even like pain and hurt and uh, guilt, shame, things like that, and just brought me to where I am today that this is Lacey. Yeah. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And at 53 years old, you know, understanding. She's good, don't she? 53. <laughs> 53. I'm not 53, 52. 52. Yeah, 52. At a certain age, you just be like, I'm in my Whatever, 50s. Whatever, I'm in my 50s. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> but you know, to understand that, that this is who I am, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because God's hand has always been on my life. Mm -hmm. God has always um, shown his favor towards me. Mm -mm -mm. And it's amazing. I've been in places that I wasn't even qualified to be in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, I've sat with people that I wasn't qualified to be in front of. And I just, I've seen God's hand and I just think that I'm his workmanship. Like Ooh, it's just, it's just so crafted good. his whole life. Yeah. So, okay. So crafted is such a great word. Obviously we are his workmanship. Yeah. Ephesians tells us, and you know, it, kind of speaks to God intentionally putting something together, mm -hmm. but also mm -hmm. because that's a part of your gifting. Yeah. So you craft uh, worship experiences for your campus. Right. Uh, you teach talented and gifted mm -hmm. children. So yeah. you don't have the standard curriculum right. as all the other education. Right. You are sitting there brainstorming, how can I craft an experience mm -hmm. that's going to really augment their everyday education? Exactly. And then exactly. on top of that, y'all need to check her out on her YouTube channel, Living with Lacey. Oh my God. Because you craft. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, you put together planner experiences. Mm -hmm. And so you show people how yeah. to put their planners together, how to choose good planners, how right. to organize. Like crafting yeah. is like who you That's are. That's who I am. It's who right. you are. That's it's such right. a great word. It is. Oh my it gosh. is. And that it's might funny. be the name of your business. You craft craft it. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Remember <laughs> this. Remember it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. I love it. I love it. Because God's going to do something with it. It's Absolutely. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's such a good word for so many reasons. That's great, Jada. I didn't even think about the job that I do as well. Yeah. It, it all encompasses yeah. who I am. You're, you're, you're always assembling and putting things mm -hmm. together and making something mm -hmm. out of what was not there or yeah. making it better and yeah. showing people. Some people may buy the same planner, but you're yeah. like, here's how you can make this work for you. For and I've watched your channel. Yeah. I'm like, it's so good. You got little videos. You're like, I'm trying, girl. Page. It's I'm good. Trying. It's I'm so trying. good. I love it for a whole lot of reasons. I'm trying. Okay, so tell me about three defining like mile markers in your life. And you may have one okay. or two. You may have four. But like, I like for people to be able to say, oh. I remember when this happened when I was eight or I remember mm -hmm. this happened in high school or this happened yeah. when we moved in college. Like those mile markers um, usually are really important kind of benchmarks yeah. in our life story. So give me give me a couple okay. or a few. So uh, one of them was when I was seven years old. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Now, do you want these in order or you want me to explain them? Because they, they, I guess they kind of connect. So when yeah. I was, I was seven years old, mm -hmm. um, and let me go back just a little bit. When I was five years old, my mother and father divorced. Mm -hmm. And so my mother was in an abusive relationship with my father mm -hmm. uh, for years and they got divorced. Mm -hmm. And she has a unique story as well mm -hmm. because she married my stepfather, who I actually call my daddy. Mm -hmm. She didn't love him at all. Mm. He just told her, I want to keep you and your your baby safe. Yeah, he was a Boaz. He was a Boaz. Legit. And yeah. she, he said, you will learn to love me. I just want to keep you safe. Oh, my god! Because he had seen everything that she you had been through. get your mom on the podcast. I'm serious. <laughs> he had seen everything. Yeah. And she told me this as when I was an adult. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't even, I was like, what do you mean you didn't love him? She yeah. was like, I got out of the abusive relationship. I married him. And he just wanted to keep to keep mm. us safe. Well, she had just had a baby mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And so she had two kids, but let's fast forward to when I'm seven years old. I remember going to a courthouse mm -hmm. and my biological father was giving us up for adoption to mm. my stepfather. Mm. And I remember the judge asking me, do you like your new father? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I love him. Mm -hmm. Now, at seven years old, that meant nothing to me. Yeah. But the age of 21 and 22, Ooh. that started stirring up something. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 17, 18, it started stirring up something in me that I could not understand all the decisions that I was making. Mm -hmm. Bad decisions mm -hmm. in the dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, things that I was choosing to do. All of it came from this. Uh, I kind of got this... Um, I don't know. It was like a spirit of rejection. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. I did not that realize. That you started at seven. Mm-hmm. So you had a, a, a stepfather who wanted to take you in, but Loved you still me. had to grieve the fact yeah. that your biological mother didn't for whatever. Didn't want me. Right. Didn't right. want me. Mm -hmm. And so I think through the years of the decisions that I made, and and let's go to I'm an Enneagram mm -hmm. three, right? Mm -hmm. The achiever. Mm -hmm. But I think some of that has to do with like who I am because I could not make my real father love me. Mm. What did I do wrong? Yeah. Where did I go wrong? Oof. What was what was wrong with me yeah. where you decided that you didn't want me? Mm -hmm. and I, okay, so we have to pause there because that's I know, such a, a big lie. that's a big deal for people though. Yeah, you know that's a realization of rejection, mm -hmm. right? It's a feeling, mm -hmm. which which by the way, uh, very often rejection is just how we are receiving somebody mm -hmm. else's action. Right. It's not that the person committing the action is actually rejecting. Yeah, we just feel rejection because of an action someone else right. has taken. Because I can probably you know, make up a statistic, you know, eight or nine times out of 10, mm -hmm. it is not a parent saying, I don't want this child. Right. Now, sometimes you have right. people who are just unhealthy, not functional, but so often it is like, I cannot have this child. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, I'm not able, I don't mm -hmm. have it within me mm -hmm. to be a mother or to be a father. And it is not that, oh, I have a choice and I don't want this child. They're like, right. I just, I either want better for this child and I don't know how to mm -hmm. do that. I know I'm not good enough for this. Like there's so much weight, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to decisions that, that parents make, especially various ages mm -hmm. and various things in life. But as a seven year old, you can't process that. You're you not can't. thinking, Oh, my dad loves me. He just can't mm -hmm. handle right. You know, you're not thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. You just feel the rejection. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big point because I think for a lot of people, that realization of the first time they felt rejection, especially from a parent, which mm -hmm. is the place you're supposed to receive love. Um, really carries over and creates kind of this 
a, a film mm-hmm. like or a filter over their lives mm-hmm. and now you're just spending your life trying not to be rejected again yeah you're like i'm just no one's gonna reject me yeah. again and you can't even appreciate yeah. by the way the good thing yeah. that God has provided in your stepdad no. at first, yeah. you know, because you're just like, yeah, but I don't want to be rejected again. Right. So I'm going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to be the best. Yes. And everybody's going to love me. Achieve. Girl. Achieve. That's Achieve. a word. And it's so funny. So, you know, um, when, and I don't want to say in, in, but in our culture, a lot of times we like to just sweep things under the rug yeah. and not mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. Well, that dust just kept coming up Ooh, all through my life. That's an image right there. Yeah. Just dust. Yeah. Just dust. It's so much trash underneath there. Yeah. It's so much. And people, you know, they don't know because I have learned how to mask it or I've learned yeah. how to keep walking, mm-hmm. keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But it was just so much dust that keeps coming, that kept coming up. And so this... I believe was the beginning of my relationship also with God. Mm-hmm. Now that was difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to say I'm a Christian, but I still had this, um, almost this, I don't want to say an unhealthy relationship with God, but yeah. the thing is, is Most that, of us do. right. Because if my earthly <laughs> it comes father, out of some wound, right. right yeah. I was like, if my earthly father didn't want me and didn't love me, I just couldn't see how God mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. he's so amazing and wonderful right. that why would he love me as well? Yeah. And so, um, and this is, this is probably the story all through my life, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you what I, um, I remember now when I'm, um, it, I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever told you this. So I was 12 years old and I was getting ready to have heart surgery. They found a mass tumor on my heart. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And yeah, found a mass tumor on my heart. And I remember my mother saying, you gotta get saved. You gotta get baptized. Yes, if you die, because if you die, and I'm like, it's a good church moment. Yeah, Yeah. because if you die, and I remember I was 12 years old, and I'm also thinking in my head though, what kind of God would just? I got this tumor, Mm -hmm. and if I don't get baptized or saved, then I'm just gonna go to hell. Yeah. you know, yeah. anyway, so I accepted Jesus. I got baptized. <laughs> As surgery insurance. Surgery insurance, right? Listen, we all come to Jesus under diff- different circumstances. But he'll work it out. He's like, just whatever. He will when work it out. When you're scared, when you're fearful, when you just come to me and it will work. <laughs> but that was a crazy, that's another milestone too. Because I yeah. felt like it was almost like this force to yeah. receive Jesus. I really don't know. I know that you're real. But right. I received him because I was like, yes. Pressure. Baptized? A little pressure, yeah. Pressure, you know. You go have surgery. Great. And uh, this is my whole life where I'm like my uh, picture of who Jesus was, who, who's, who God was, was just skewed a little bit. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was because of these experiences. But I remember another mile market when I was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in church and... Um, I heard, and I'm not going to say it was the audible voice of the Lord. Yeah. I just, I felt the but Lord. you heard was, the voice of the Lord. Yeah. I heard the voice yeah. of the Lord, right? Yeah. Because usually when I tell this story, people are like, like you heard his voice. No, I didn't hear Lacey. You probably heard it because did I you did you something. hear clear words? I hear clear words. Yeah, girl. It was clear words. I was like 22 when it happened. I'm telling you. It was you. clear. I'm like, just because y'all didn't hear it don't mean I didn't hear it. It was clear. It's clear in your head. It, yep. it, but I wasn't afraid though. Yeah. It was clear. And it was so clear that it, it was strange. This is what I heard. Tell your mother to trust me. My mother was sitting next to me in church. And I sat there and was like, looking at her like, looking around, like, what do you you mean? Tell your mother to trust you. (laughs) So I was like, no, I, because I'm kind of logical too. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I made that up in my head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I heard it again. Tell your mother Mm -hmm. to trust me. I had no clue what my mother was going through. Tell your mother. I said nothing, Jada. 
in about five minutes, a church mother came and, came and sat next to me in the middle of the service. She said, why didn't you tell your mother <gasps> what the Lord just told you? Oh, the church mother. She Lord. told me to scoot God over. told her like a backup plan. To backup get, plan. Go get her. And then she told my mother the same words. <gasps> the Lord said for you to trust him. <sighs> yeah. Say la. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, never again. Never again. Will I hear your voice. I know. Never I know again. Feeling. Oh my God. And I. Not the for, mother. The mother. The mother. Because that's when God was so real. So just. Oh my God. That I'm like, you, I know you're real, but he was so real. That was a turning point in my life yeah. where I know that I heard the voice of the Lord. Cause I kept always thinking every prayer was just hitting the ceiling. He yeah. doesn't hear me yeah. because I am carrying so much pain and hurt and anguish. And I'm like, just take this away. Mm. And it, it just felt like all my life. He didn't hear me. I was 21 years old when I heard his voice. I'll never forget that voice. And oh so gosh. from now, Ooh, from now on, when I hear Ooh, that voice, that sweet, good. small voice, that I know that he's here. And it's funny. He shows himself up in strange times in my life or yeah. when I'm having mm. some uh, disbelief in something. But yeah. that was the first time. That was the first wow. time. And that's wow. when I rededicated my life to the Lord. Right. For real. Not from 12 years old feeling like, <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to die on the table. I don't want to die on the table. I don't want to die. And, um, yeah, that, that was 21 years old when I heard oh, his voice. Oh, my gosh. First of all, that's so much. And here's what that moment probably really was that maybe you can even process at 21. It was the opposite of everything you felt. It was mm -hmm. affirmation. Mm -hmm. And you're like, my whole life I felt rejection. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. this great God mm -hmm. who I know has created the world and all these things, yeah. he wants to talk to me. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm the one whose dad said no. No. Mm -hmm. And now God is saying yes. Mm -hmm. Girl, you can't even process it mm -hmm. until, you, until you live a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the, but that feeling of affirmation can mm -hmm. be overwhelming, especially yeah. when you've dealt with rejection in your earthly relationships. Yeah. But I can't even imagine. And even the mother coming to call you out was affirmation. Yeah. Because you were like, I did hear that. I did. And hear God him. told somebody else because he knew I would doubt. Yeah. He brought somebody else to tell me, you yeah. did hear that. You heard it. Don't do that again. You heard it. Yeah. And I heard his voice. Wow. And I'll, I'll never forget it. Oh my I'll goodness. never forget it. And that's just, that was just confirma confirmation that, Lacey, I'm real, and I do hear you. Wow. And you heard me. Yeah. Yeah. When that mother said, scoot over, she was like, why didn't you tell? I was like, oh, my God. I immediately just, Ooh. the tears that came out I know. that day. I can remember sitting in that small little Baptist church and uh, hearing his voice, and it was just that act of obedience yeah. that he wanted from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think that changed. Yeah. Um, everything for me, although mm -hmm. I still kind of carried that resentment. I think it's because I never got to have the conversation uh, with my biological father, mm -hmm. that the why, I, I wanted yeah. to know the why, mm -hmm. and I yeah. never got to have yeah. that. But It um, probably wouldn't have been satisfying anyway. It probably wouldn't have <laughs> yeah. been. It I mean, unless you had time to know his story, yeah, you would probably, it, you would need, when we deal with that kind of rejection of pain from people, it what they did to us mm -hmm. is not really helpful. Mm -hmm. Them explaining what they did to us. Yeah. Like you would have to know his story. Yeah. So that what happened to you is in a context. And exactly. you'd be like, then you'd be like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah. bet you if you knew his parents and how he grew up, you'd mm -hmm. be like, 
you probably scared to death. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's why the story is so powerful. But here's what's really powerful, that God can bring healing and and he just can mend our hearts without needing that mm-hmm. from somebody else. And yeah. so, you know, I, I encourage people with that, and you can too. Yeah. This story does, because if you, if the person that has hurt you or betrayed you or offended you mm-hmm. is not living anymore mm-hmm. or you haven't talked to them or can't talk to them, man, God can do it. He, yeah. he does not need that other person yeah. to give you an explanation or an apology. He doesn't need them to yeah. bring healing to your heart. Amen. They extra. Mm-hmm. When God brings the healing, yeah. if if by the time, you know, if that person finds you one day and sits down and explain, explains it all, you'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't get it, yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's powerful that God did that. Yeah. Oh, girl, that's so good. And through, and I guess it was, um, so when you talk about love, then they are, there's these walls of, right? Oh, yeah. Honey, I'm talking about walls, yes. brick on top yes. of brick on top of brick. Yeah. And so I guess another mile marker is when I met my husband. Yes. And I, he's so sweet. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian. <laughs> Um, because I had dated before, you mm-hmm. know, dated guys, made bad decisions, basically, because we all? you don't want to be rejected, yes. you want to be accepted, you want to be loved, you know, and so I met him. I remember one day he was having a conversation with me, and he said, I'm trying to love you, Oof. and you have so, you have, you have so many walls up. Yeah. And he said, but I'm trying to love you. And I didn't know what to do, because mm-hmm. I didn't know how to bring him down. I, I knew that I could... I'm, I've turned it over to the Lord, but I just didn't know how to have a man really love mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember bringing the walls down mm-hmm. and allowing him to mm-hmm. love Lacey, who yeah. was just a hot mess. Yeah. And I told him, I'm a hot mess. Yeah. I'm a hot mess. Yeah. And so I think that was um What do you think helped marker. you to start bringing those walls down? I, I, know think, I think so many people struggle with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's just... Understanding the love of the Lord, Oof. understanding yeah. God's love for me, understanding that there is nothing I can achieve as much as I can, Jada. I can run. I can I can be the best at this, the best at that. There's nothing that I can do that's going to separate me from the love of the Lord. Right. There's right. nothing I can do. That's There's nothing great. I can say oh my gosh. that can separate and me it get from you his more love. love. It's not going to give me any more love. <laughs> he loves me regardless. Yes, all the achievements. Yes, you know, we're like, achievers. Lord, you see what I just did? Yeah. Remember why I had that quiet time? Yeah. What I get for that? Yeah. He's like same thing. He's same thing. Same thing. You same got thing. The day you didn't have it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hard yeah. for us to process. It that, is. That love but love is there in full. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Without our work. Yeah. Can't get more of it. Yeah. Can't get less of it. Because I think I that's guess, what yeah. I did all the way up into that time. It's like I'm gonna be the best at this. I'm gonna be the best at my craft. I'm gonna be the best at this because I I felt like with that relationship with my biological father is. I couldn't figure out why you didn't want me. Mm. So I'm going to try to be the best at everything yeah. because maybe at that time, maybe I wasn't the best. Yeah. Maybe seven years old, yeah. you saw something in me you didn't like. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And so I spent you know, all that time yeah. just trying to be wonderful and the best and try to be a good girl and yeah. make good decisions Oof. in the light. Ooh, that breaks my heart. <laughs> in the light. In the light. Right. In the light. You know, and make good decisions. And um, none of it worked. Until yeah. you really understand the love of the Father that you you can't, there's nothing you can do. There's yeah. nothing you can do. And mm. I think by me understanding God's love for me, it's, it's, it's unmeasurable. It's, it, God's love is just unmeasurable. You cannot. You cannot. Yeah. And so I think that was a, that was a way that I could bring down those walls mm-hmm. to allow 
a man to actually love me for who I was mm. because we started out friends. He heard yeah. the whole story. He's right. heard everything. Right. And so you like um, you still here? Okay. And you still here? <laughs> and he's still here. And now thirty five years later, he's hey, still bro. here. Mm-hmm. He's still here. Man. So I think that was another, yeah. another mile marker. Okay. So yeah. here's my probably last question. Aye, what aye. what part is there a part of your story where you still haven't figured out what God's going to do with it. Um, probably still the part where, so I'm a, a three and you know, we work at Enneagrams yes, y'all yeah. in our ministry. We work in Enneagrams, yes. but we love the Lord. It's we not, love the Lord. We're not going into wrong. the demonic. Right. I mean, no, we're not. People have feelings about that. So no, but we the, don't live and die by no. it. It's just another. No, but tool. <laughs> it was really a tool to help me though. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, because I'm a three, two, mm-hmm. that helper part. Mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. I think that's the, that's the part of my story. I don't know what God's going to do. Yeah. I know what I need to do is just avail myself to him. Mm-hmm. And I am constantly helping people with, even through my story, mm-hmm. where I don't even think I'm telling the story, but sharing with people about God's love. I mean, being able to be a worship leader, that's still basically a platform where I'm able to share mm-hmm. who God is. The YouTube yeah. channel, I'm still sharing. I'm still helping people. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't but that's know. kind of exciting. It's exciting. Especially there's some women who are going to be listening and maybe they're in their 40s or 50s or yeah. 60s. And I had a phone call just a couple of weeks ago with a friend yeah. of mine who just turned 60. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. Um, now I need to figure out my life's purpose. I don't yeah. know what I've been doing. Now like, I want to. <laughs> it's like, come on, you come know. On. So, yeah, man, it doesn't matter. You know, God may be calling you into something for various seasons, but yeah. to have that excitement, like, yeah. okay, God, what's next? You know, I don't know. Awesome. I yeah. don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. So I, I know that God's gonna use me until I take my last breath. So I know that's right, I'm girl. excited. You know, I got all kinds of skills and things. Sixty two ideas. Sixty two, <laughs> sixty three. That's what we talk about on, on the phone. A million things. Yes. How we gonna change the world? Change the world. Change the world. Okay. Um, so tell me, give me something off your bucket list. By the way. Okay. You I need to be on a plane with me soon. I know yes, that's not your jam, y'all. Flying is not my jam. But you're going to be on this plane with me. But I'm going to Florida with Jada (laughs) on a plane. On a plane. Yeah. It's probably not on your bucket list, though. It's not on my bucket list. (laughs) But you know what? This is funny. Okay. You really want to hear the bucket list? Yeah. Give me one good thing. Just give me a top thing on your bucket list. One good thing. It has to do with flying. Oh, is it? I want to go to Japan. (gasps) Do you know why? Why? It's to deal with planners. They are the paper and pen. They are, because the planner I just bought is like Mochi, this new brand. I probably shouldn't be pubbing them. Y'all can give me 20 cents or something. But anyway, they are great. It's like a little small leather clutch. It's the first ringless planner that I've liked. It doesn't have any rings. It's just folded like journals. Yeah. And you can swap them out. And it's like a little leather envelope clutch. I love it. Well, I'm all But girl. I'm the into Japanese Travelers are not playing around. now. They're not playing around. And so. They got the planner game on lock. Yeah. I want to go to Japan. You will go to Japan. I We're want to. do it. Do you know how long that trip that is? It's fine. It's, I mean, what snacks. to Florida is three snacks hours. some sleep. 18 hours to Japan. <laughs> It'll be I great. don't know. You That's shouldn't have told list. me. Now I'm like, okay. That's a bucket list. My husband yeah. was like, find a friend. I'm not doing it. <laughs> he doesn't fly either he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah, a good he's like find a friend yeah. i don't know it's just i i, I want to be able to, to travel Japan. okay i'll check out cherry yeah. blossoms you can yeah check out planners. jada you like planners too <laughs> i do and pens i pens. do yeah oh by the way random i have your christmas gift random don't really forget, don't. wait it's in my house i have to get your christmas gift anyway uh christmas 2022 it don't matter gift. it's fine. jesus was still born it's, it's fine. okay it's so. fine <laughs> 
It's fine. Okay, last thought. So okay. for someone dealing with what feels like a constant uh, fight with rejection mm-hmm. and probably trying all kind of crazy things to feel affirmed, to feel accepted, yeah. how would you just encourage them? Uh, my encouragement is... First of all, read your word yeah. because we we have to know what God says about us. Absolutely. Because the enemy is constantly, constantly, not only before the Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> saying things about you, mm-hmm. he's constantly speaking to you in every area of your life. You're not good enough. You know, you're not capable of doing this. You have to know what the word of God says about you, mm-hmm. what the Lord is saying. And mm-hmm. that's what I have to do. I have to constantly say, whenever he says this about me, I have to come back and say, no, but the word of the Lord says this mm-hmm. you know um if you're sick no i'm healed mm-hmm. you know and i'm healed in my heart mm-hmm. and so i think it's just reading your word and getting to know who jesus is and yeah. understand that god loves you in spite of god loves you he loves you mm-hmm. he loves you the good the bad the ugly mm-hmm. that he loves you mm-hmm. and so i think that is what we have to those of us who are feeling this spirit of rejection constantly to understand that we are loved by God yeah and just understanding his great love for us that he would die Mm -hmm. for us and he lives again yeah but just understanding his great love for us and there's nothing that you can do that you cannot do anymore you can't achieve anymore Mm -hmm. um for him to love you yeah he loves you the way that he crafted you crafted crafted listen so Mm -hmm. save your energy trying to find love somewhere else because whatever else Anybody gives you the greatest husband, the greatest wife, greatest yeah. kids, friends. It's second to what God has already given you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Lacey. We're going to have to do a part two because it's some more. Things you know, there. there's more. Yes. But <laughs> thanks so more. much for being with us today. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Thank <laughs> you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things. And we'll catch you next time.